Hey guys, this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by the awesome people over at WrestleRumble.com. Hey, you guys know what's going to happen at Money in the Bank this coming Sunday? Well, time to put your money where your mouth is. Head over to WrestleRumble.com, enter the Money in the Bank Pick'em Contest, and have your chance to win up to $1,000 in cold hard cash. Plus, it's the return of the Wrestle Rumble MVP program, where if you can guess for a whole year, man, you got some chance to win some amazing other prizes. And guess what? It's just as little as $10 for one entry, 20 games gets you three and 30 gets you five double triple your chances why not go for it head over to wrestlerumble.com and enter the money in the bank pick'em contest today and of course special shout out to our friends over at pwp nation one of the new homes for the random wrestling podcast and of course all the latest great breaking news in the world of pro wrestling so make sure you guys go check it out pwpnation.com and make sure you look up the random wrestling podcast on this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast, we got a ton of random tidbits heading into the Money in the Bank weekend. Of course, we got news on Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. How exactly and how realistic are we going to be? The fact that they could possibly be heading to WWE. Is it all just smoke and mirrors? Or is there a distinct chance we could see them jumping the ship and jumping over to WWE very, very soon? Chris Amon coming out of the CM Punk trial, an interesting little tidbit about who he was dating with uh, back in the WWE days. And of course... Uh, this is a uh, spoiler alert. It's against the HIPAA law, so shh on that one. Update on Ronda Rousey's contract, what her potential plans could be, and how long is her contract actually set in stone for. Update on Brock Lesnar and his Universal Championship plans, and some other tidbits going into SummerSlam this year. Is even Brock Lesnar scheduled to be on the goddamn show? Holy crap, baskets. <sighs> and is WWE finally going to pull the trigger on the UK show? And is James Ellsworth really going to show up at Money in the Bank? We got all the latest and maybe a little bit more on this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. And now, OK Faye presents the Random Wrestling Podcast. I have been waiting a long time to say these words, and I'm going to say them right here, right now, tonight. Your number one source for all pro wrestling talk with a comedy twist. Where in the hell did Randy Orton come from? He snapped the metal crutch in half. Hey, in the middle. Is. How you doing, man? Good to see you. All right, yeah, you wear your little thing. You're looking like a blind nun. All right, hey, do me a favor. Park the Rock's truck. What is going on, guys? It is yours truly, Conor Ray K. Okay, Fabe here. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for tuning back into the show. We are here for episode numero 34. I uh, 35. 35? I can't even keep track anymore. Jesus Christ, no! No, tell me why. Why? Tell me why. No, it's episode number 35 of the Random Wrestling Podcast. You, of course, your source for all the latest news, rumors, gossip, headlines in the world of professional wrestling. Of course, you guys know me. I'm Connor A.K. Okay, Fabe. And thank you guys for tuning back in here. Unfortunately, for a pre-taped edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Going back old school, back in the day, uh, before we actually started doing this more frequently on the live side. So, um, unfortunately, it is, N I shouldn't say unfortunately, it's NXT TakeOver weekend. Because, of course, NXT TakeOver will be taking place uh, so late tomorrow night, Saturday night. Uh, that that interferes with our normal schedule. Normally, of course, the Random Wrestling Podcast is live at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but alas, it is not going to be taking place. We will be doing a live broadcast afterwards, but we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But thank you guys for tuning in here. We got a couple of tidbits of news. This might be actually a shorter version of the podcast this week, as if there really isn't anything really too wowing or crazy going in uh, to take over uh, Chicago and Money in the Bank. 
couple of tidbits about James Ellsworth, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks. Realistically, how could they come to WWE? Is there a possibility they could end up in WWE? I know that's been talked about so many times, and the rumor seems to flare up every once in a while, but there actually might be some very heavy possibility. We got updates on Ronda Rousey and a lot of other stuff but coming in at you, and of course, I just screwed that up and clicked that wrong link. Whoopsie doodle. Um... We won't edit that out. Screw it. We won't edit that out. But we got a lot of stuff to go over, a lot of ground to cover. But of course, you guys, the routine, you guys are the little shtick now. Always love to hear what you guys have to say. Let me know your thoughts on all these different subjects and so much more by hitting me up in the comment section below and hit me up on Twitter at OKFabe. If you guys haven't done so already, hit the subscribe button right down below here on YouTube as we are on the road, on the path to 6,000 subscribers, and we can get there with your help. Of course, we got Raw SmackDown reviews up. Unfortunately, I was not able to do an NXT review this week. We'll talk a little bit more about that a little later on down the road. Uh, Raw and SmackDown reviews, of course, up on the channel as well as your previews, picks, and predictions for Chicago, for Money in the Bank. Some ones that really might surprise you guys, but I'm going to give you guys the inside scoop into what goes on in my crazy area called a brain. Go check them out. NXT TakeOver Chicago predictions and Money in the Bank predictions both up live on the channel. And, of course, on all the major audio formats as well. Uh, speaking of audio formats, we are trying to get onto Spotify. We've been trying to get on there for some some time now and unfortunately just for some reason there has been a little disconnectivity but right now we are still on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music and hopefully fingers crossed coming soon to Spotify so we'll keep you guys posted on that. Of course, another great location where you can catch the Random Wrestling Podcast is one of our new homes over at PWP Nation. Uh, the great guys over there have decided to give us a new home there. The podcast is not changing, of course, but we will be featured also on PWP Nation. So go give them some love at PWPNation.com. we got some great sources, great bloggers, podcasts, and of course, latest reports and news in pro wrestling. Kind of one of my go-to places. And now it also hosts the Random Wrestling Podcast. They've been great so far. Love Jay and everybody over at the PWP Nation. Of course, there's other ways to help support the channel, help it grow even further. Two kick-ass ways to do so is, of course, our merch store over at Teespring. That's teespring.com slash store slash hokayfabe. You get the uh, okayfabe luchador design. This guy is more over the reins, the random wrestling podcast design, and so much more. So go get, check it out. And, of course, got to give shout-outs to, of course, the Patreon. Patreon.com slash okayfabe. You get all sorts of cool bonus content. You, of course, get Raw, SmackDown pre-shows, 205 Live reviews, WCW Monday Nitro reviews. Fantasy booking pay-per-view reviews, excuse me, fantasy booking retro pay-per-view reviews, and so much more. So go check it out, patreon.com. Of course, shout out to my top four patrons. That's, of course, Joe Cronin, Gibbo, Donnie from Scorp 18 Talks Wrestling, and, of course, Ricky. So go give him some love. Go check him out. All the links is everything, as I just mentioned, is in the description box below. But I love you guys, and you're super sexy faces. Mmm, baby. Whew, this week has been crazy. Uh, this week has been insane, and and. It's funny because uh, going into Money in the Bank and Chicago, which realistically is a extremely, um, in my opinion, unpredictable uh, pay-per-view and just weekend in general, um, it, it just seems things never get slow. Now, I, I did talk about a lot of people were wondering what I was referring to this week where I had some game-changing news, um, which I'm going to talk about a little bit, but I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. Let me just back up a little bit. So first and foremost, I want to take this time to thank to everybody who wished me a happy birthday this past Wednesday. I turned 31, uh, which makes me feel older than fucking molasses, uh, but I appreciate the tons of people who uh, who texted, who called, who DM'd, who uh, hit me up on Twitter. I tried to, I tried to respond to, I think, everybody I possibly could. 
uh, because it really means a lot that I got happy birthday wishes from all you guys. So thank you so much for the uh, continued happy birthday wishes um, and appreciate that very much so. Um, of course, uh, the other thing I wanted to kind of throw out there is I did get um, a very. I'm sitting on a piece of news that I have to be, I have to keep hush hush about, and I have to be very quiet and and very shush about because uh, there's a chance that this could be this this is going to be huge, and I can't say what it is yet. But I will say this: that when it does happen, um, I will most likely announce it right here on the Random Wrestling Podcast, if not maybe even a separate video altogether, uh, just because of how the, the brevity of like how big this is. Like this is this is a huge deal. And I'm super excited, but I don't want to get ahead of myself in case something happens or something falls short. But I will say that if this does work out and this does go through um, I will be, it'll be the biggest opportunity I've had so far. So I'm just way, I'm just, but later, I'm just getting ahead of myself here. Um, of course, I forgot to mention one of our awesome sponsors again at the top of the hour or top of the show. I mentioned WrestleRumble.com. They're doing the Money in the Bank Pick'em Contest. Love what they do over and love Matt over at the WrestleRumble.com team. Love the concept where you can put money down and have a chance to win some really kick-ass prizes. They've done a ton of stuff. This month, it is Money in the Bank. Of course, you get to win one up, up to $1,000 in cold, hard cash. Uh, um, I love the concept. They always have some fun, creative prizes. They've got, given away briefcases and championship belts in the past, tickets to future shows. Uh, so it's really cool, fun. I, I enjoy it, especially because it kind of puts your brain to the work and say, like, really, how you know how are they going to do this? And, and and how really puts you to the test of, like, can you really guess what's going to happen in the pay-per-view? So make sure you give some love over to people at WrestleRumble.com and sign up for it. Again, only $10 gets you an entry. 20 gets you two. Uh, and, of course, um, 30 get no, I'm sorry, 20 gets you three, 30 gets you five, I believe. I hope I get that right. Um, <laughs> but check it out, WrestleRumble.com. Uh, but this week has been crazy, guys. Between the birthday, this potential huge announcement, this huge announcement, which I'm still waiting on, and then just like doing all the other crazy crap in between has just been, uh, it's been a killer week. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Takeover Chicago should be great. Money in the Bank should be uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, let's let's be honest here and let's be honest with ourselves. Um, of course, I will be live right here on YouTube after both shows, uh, hence why the Random Wrestling Podcast this week is taped before, uh, because obviously we can't go live at the same time. I didn't want to I didn't want to combine the podcast with um, a review of, of Chicago. It just didn't seem right. And where there's really only like four or five takeovers a year, I just, you know, figured pre-taping once because I didn't want to keep the momentum going of the podcast that's doing so well numbers-wise. I figured let's keep that gravy chain and uh, you know momentum going. So make sure you hit me up on Twitter. I will be live tweeting, of course, during TakeOver Chicago and, of course, Money in the Bank. And, of course, link you guys to the live stream. You guys can come back or just subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's that simple. It's free, baby. Make sure you check it out. But realistically, going into this, I mean, it's been a crazy week, but as far as the news itself of pro wrestling, there really hasn't been a whole lot going on. I did see, before I hopped on here, of course, uh, Stephanie McMahon is on Undercover Boss this week for the show. For those of you who don't know what the hell Undercover Boss is, I'm pretty sure most of you do know, uh, but it's when usually a higher up, like a CEO or, or a high-end member of a major uh, company or organization decides to go undercover on the lower level of their company, kind of see how the inner workings go. And um, the missus is obsessed with the show, and so when this came up, I was like, ah, and they have to disguise themselves, obviously. And I'm just going to say this right now. Stephanie McMahon, I feel like, did not do a good job of um, <laughs> uh, disguising herself. I'm trying to see if I can pull it up of Undercover Boss because I don't think she did a good job in terms of it because it looked very easily distinguished. Uh, and actually, I have the link here. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, pull up for you guys to check out because it's just... 
it's just like, wow. <laughs> I don't know. It just it, Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just feel like they didn't do a good job uh, with Stephanie's face here. Here we go right there. Booyah. Get a close-up of that right there. Like, I, I can easily tell that's her. She has a very distinguished look. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just me. Maybe I just feel like they just didn't do a good job with it. But um, I haven't watched the whole thing. I did watch bits and pieces of it. Uh, but it still, uh, should still be fun to watch. And I'll definitely check it out at some point. Of course, a lot of you guys were clamoring to ask me to watch Dominion from New Japan Pro Wrestling. I did get a chance to finally watch the entire show. Uh, at this point, I feel like a review would be moot. I, I'm just, I'm way too tired. Plus, uh, again, so much stuff potentially getting to this new project that I'm kind of like on standby. We have the UK Championship Tournament coming right around the corner too, so I'm definitely going to be doing something with that. So as much as I want to review Dominion, um, I, I think that by the time I get around to do it, it won't it won't be the case. But I'm going to strive to make better efforts to review more New Japan stuff in the future. I did it. I had a blast doing Wrestle Kingdom uh, at the beginning of the year, and I think that that's going to be one of my goals for 2018 is to, uh, or excuse me, 2019 is to get involved more and attempt to review more New Japan stuff. But I'll just say this right now. Uh, Dominion was awesome across the board. A couple of matches towards the beginning were kind of slow, very similar to Wrestle Kingdom. But, I mean, my God, New Japan knocks it out of the park almost every single time they put a show together. So I really can't complain, you know. <coughs> I really can't complain in terms of... Um, in terms of the matches, again, I already watched the Intercontinental and the uh, World Title match, uh, the Heavyweight Championship match between um, uh, Okada and Omega, and Omega finally winning. Uh, just absolutely insane stuff. And so I guess that's the best way to describe and best way to segue into uh, this stuff with talking about Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Now, it's funny that... Um, that this is being brought up because this has been brought up, I feel like, so many times with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and maybe even Cody or just the Bullet Club in general where, like, you know, you have these big stars that are outside of WWE. They have these bigger names that are really outside of WWE. They're the biggest names in pro wrestling. I think that's a very safe thing to say. I think that's a very safe and accurate statement in terms of in terms of that. Um and so when you have somebody who's outside the WWE bubble being so huge and so over, it's only a matter of time before people start talking like, man, he's great. But if he was in WWE, you have a potential to have these great matches. And, and this is not the first time we've heard rumors of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks being called up to WWE, or being signed, I should say called up, signed to WWE. There's They've been talking about this for quite some time in terms of, um, in terms of, Finally jumping the ship and finally making it over as I just try to adjust my camera here just a little bit. Um, but there's been so many different talks about, um, you know, about them coming over that I'm just trying to be bear with me here. There we go. Uh, sorry, I was just trying to adjust something here. So uh, that it, it's kind of like I, I don't even know if I can believe it anymore at this point. That being said, though, WWE just did just get $1 billion over to Fox. So really, it's interesting that, that, that there's more heavy speculation about them coming over. Um, during the latest installment of the PW Insider Elite Audio, a reader wrote and asked if WWE would make a play to sign the Bullet Club next year because, of course, the contracts for both the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are set to expire. 
Uh, of course, uh, Johnson speculated that WWE would make a play to sign them, but will rely heavily on what sort of offer comes their way. Johnson pointed out that right now the Bucks make decent money without WWE and have the freedom, of course, to live outside their normal life in professional wrestling. Quote, I think WWE is going to make a run for them. I would be shocked if WWE did not, and I think that you're a good business person. If you want to get the best talent in the world for your company, it just makes sense that you're going to try to go after Kenny Omega, Nick and Mac Jackson, etc. Whether or not that means WWE will get them, I do not know. It's all about who's going to offer them the most money. And really... Um, that's really the bottom line here. You know, if if they sign Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks to WWE, which is a realistic possibility, um, I, I would think that just because they'd have to and they'd have to entice them with something better than they're getting right now. Duh. But um, there's a lot of other factors going into it. The Bucks, as I, as they just said, great do great merch sales. They're doing great outside WWE. You could argue that they they don't need to go. And I've heard rumor, I've heard interviews before where they've like, we'll never go to WWE. But then later on, they're like, ah, we don't know if we would go to WWE. We wouldn't, we don't know that or not for sure. We just don't know. So never say never. And it's interesting that people think like, you know, there are people that will never in their career go to WWE. And I've heard wrestlers talk about this before. Like, would you ever go to WWE? I, you know, I never believe anybody who's like, I definitely wouldn't go. You never know that, especially with the popularity of NXT as it been in, in terms of the exposure there. And you can't say never say never, especially after all the different people that have come back to the company uh, in the last couple of years. Sting, Warrior, uh, Hogan's supposed to be coming back. There's another rush that there's apparently he could be coming back much sooner than expected that there. It's all moving so fast, brother. He could be coming back to the company. Warrior, Sting, Goldberg, I mean, Bruno San Martino. You look at the lengthy list of people that have been welcomed back to WWE. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, that people you think would never be in WWE might end up back in there. And again, the whole uh, the, the whole idea of Fox just signed them a billion dollars, that's a realistic possibility too in terms of uh, – them heading over to WWE for a good chunk of change. Because if they offer them something low ball, they won't take it because they're making decent money in Japan. But if they offer them something high, could be you could you could see them coming. I don't know if they'd be the Bullet Club, but the speculation is that they I think that all three of them would come in together at the same time. And from what I'm hearing, and this is again, this is all speculation, folks. Uh, I think it would be a safe thing to assume that they would not end up going over to NXT. I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I think that they're, you know, as much as Triple H is like, everyone who gets signed to WWE gets called, and that's a horrible impression of Triple H, but if anybody gets signed to WWE, they got to go through NXT. Well, obviously AJ Styles didn't, obviously um, the club didn't, obviously um, uh, Mike Kanellis didn't. There's exceptions to the rules. And part of me would love to see them in NXT, but at the same time, I think they are, way too big of stars to, to 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 go over to NXT. So, c'est la vie, mon frère, but we'll, we'll see how things go, I, especially with the fact that they're kind of talking about, you know, and they're bringing up the names of Kenny Omega a lot lately. They were featured on something else to wrestle with uh, on the WWE Network when they're talking about, um, you know, AJ Styles and developmental. So, hey, never say never. We'll keep you guys posted on all the latest talk about maybe seeing Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks coming to WWE. Of course, I'm going to throw this out to you guys. Who would you want to see in WWE face off against Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks? Would you keep them together? Would you do the Bullet Club thing? Would you split them up? Which brand would you like them on if you kept them together? I'd love to know your thoughts about like a fantasy booking scenario. Hit me up in the comment section. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know what you guys think about that. Now, this is, I don't know how to feel about this, and this is really not anything 
huge news, but just kind of a fun, like, FYI. But, uh, of course, Dr. Chris Amen, I keep saying his name wrong. I see, keep saying Aman, like Armando, Alejandro, Estrada. But Dr. Amen, who recently just came, of course, off the uh, lawsuit against CM Punk and Cole Cabana, it apparently came out with some other intriguing details. Not only did he, of course, lose the case, but also revealed some HIPAA violations as well, which is not a good thing for a doctor to do. Um, of course, they were trying. If the legal team was trying to lessen the damage, but Deadspin reports that Dr. Chris Amon's attorneys filed a number of motions to have certain topics banned so they couldn't be brought up in the trial. One of those records Amon's legal team wanted to keep from being brought up in the case was the fact that he had a romantic relationship with Jillian Hall during her time in WWE. Amon uh, met Hall during a WWE trial, and apparently the two started a relationship from there. Uh, Jillian Hall also confirmed this uh, while he was traveling for the raw brand as the doctor, and it should be noted that a doctor dating one of his patients is a huge ethics violation. No shit. Another unnamed wrestler who was around WWE at the time was Eamon and Hall's relationship said it, they also made no attempts to hide their relationship. WWE asked to comment on the matter and said, we are not aware of this. Uh, we were not aware of this. We are investigating the matter and will determine if any action is warranted. So questions about Eamon's relationship with Jillian Hall were kept from the trial in order to save a man's a team of the trouble of it coming out. The doctor had the relationship with one of his patients, but it could even do more damage after the trial is over. I'm telling you, like, the only reason I'm really bringing this up is because I don't think the trial itself, and, and I'm not saying, like, to, to undermine Punk and Cabana's victory here. I think that's a huge victory that they were able to overcome uh, in terms of this, you know, defamation lawsuit. But really, I think this thing's going to have a ripple effect. I'm not saying it's going to be huge, but I think it's going to have a ripple effect more than I think people give it credit for. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit before on previous episodes in terms of, you know, WWE invested a lot of time and money into this. Now we're digging into more things about he didn't, uh, you know, equip Z-Packs properly or didn't, um, you know, document it. On top of that, there's, there's this. There's just a lot of shady shit that's apparently going on around. And while it may seem small here, small there, small this and that. It sounds like it's just going to build up, and I don't sure exactly what's going to come of it. I don't think you're going to see any sort of major waves in terms of wrestling news as far as that goes, but there might be some changes as far as WWE's practice with their doctors if uh, this is all you know the case may be. So just interesting stuff, to say the least. Uh, we could see a title change at Money in the Bank. Now we're going into potential spoiler territory. Uh, we're talking a little bit about the Ronda Rousey Nia Jax match for the Raw Women's Championship. Again, if you guys want my full predictions on this, the Money in the Bank predictions is up on the channel, of course, on all major audio platforms as well. But there's a chance, there is a chance that we could see a Raw Women's Championship change, and no, it will not main event the pay-per-view. A lot of people were speculating that Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax would main event the Money in the Bank, and that does not seem to be the case. A lot of people saying that, well, if they were going to do it, they would have put a lot of hell of a lot more promotion uh, for Ronda to main event, which I'm just going to say this right now for the record. I think it's only a matter of time before Ronda does main event a WWE pay-per-view, um, just not now. I think it's only a matter of time, but we still got some time to wait and go from that one. Um, when it comes to the Raw Women's Championship, potential spoiler here, there is a chance that we could see Ronda winning the championship. And why is that the case, maybe? Well, it's because who else would be there but her friends? Uh, apparently, Brian Alvarez mentioned on the Wrestling Observer Live that Ronda Rousey could be planning another big deal at Money in the Bank if who she invited is any indication of things. You know, I don't know what this means either, but a rumor, may I iterate, this is a rumor, Ronda Rousey and a bunch of her friends and entourage are coming into the show on Sunday. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that she destroyed Nia on Raw and she destroys her at the show. This kind of also goes uh, coincide with a lot in terms of the rumor that this might be a squash match. 
there's some kind of rumblings about the fact that the Nia Jax uh, Natalia match might be a very quick matchup, that it might be like a five minute squash, which I think would be horrible for Nia. And I've said this, I'm not going to go into too much depth said this on the predictions uh, video and the predictions episode earlier in terms of it's really the case of they booked themselves into a corner again because no matter what way you splice it, it's, it's going to be bad. Um, I definitely p- went a different direction, I think, than a lot of other people thought, um, but you guys can judge for yourselves. Go check it out on the channel and on the audio formats. But the fact that she's inviting her friends, it depends on if they're ca- on camera or not. But even still, I don't think that should be any indication of you know, whether or not she's actually going to go ahead and and, uh, and win or lose the whole thing. I don't know. It, it, this pay-per-view, I'm going to be honest with you guys, is really freaking tricky to predict. It's really hard to kind of finagle and really hard to kind of navigate because it, it could go any fucking direction. It's really tricky. But at the same time, that does make it very interesting to see how it all plays out. I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. You know, going through predictions, I can kind of guess a good chunk of the pay-per-view and how it's going, but this one... Particularly a top, the you know from top to bottom as far as the card goes, this one's a little harder for me. This one's a little trickier for me to pull off. So we'll just we'll just go with that. But of course, love to hear your thoughts on this as well. Bork Laser, everyone's favorite ghost-wearing WWE Universal Champion. I say ghost because of course he's not showing up on Monday Night Raw in forever. Um, may have bring may may not have been scheduled for SummerSlam, which is absolutely insane yes apparently Brock Lesnar as of this recording has not been scheduled for SummerSlam I think that's just kind of a formality at this point um but I think that uh it, it's just funny that technically speaking uh he has not been signed up for <laughs> he has not been signed up uh for SummerSlam of course the still rumor is strong that he will face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship but there's also potential that he could be taking the championship with him to UFC of course from wrestling observer Brian Alvarez uh said quote I don't expect him to leave however Brock Lesnar isn't scheduled for money in the bank or extreme rules and is apparently as of right now not even scheduled for SummerSlam so we'll see what they end up doing I mean Lesnar could easily show up at UFC event he has 16 days left to re-enter into the USADA pool in order to fight before the end of the year I think him bringing the belt to UFC would be effing huge I think that'd be really fun to see him you know, uh, try his luck at that. I think, uh, or not try his luck, <laughs> just bring the championship with him because again, that's, that's notoriety. It's publicity. Why the hell not would you do at this point? Um, uh, seriously, why not give it a shot at this point? More publicity. As far as, um, as far as, um, what do you call it? Um, him defend, you know, not showing up for SummerSlam. I think obviously that's a load of bull. I think that he he's going to face Roman Reigns, and so take that for what it is. But interestingly enough, as far as SummerSlam goes, and this is another piece that I was going to kind of slide into, WWE might be possibly setting up even a, a big SummerSlam match for Daniel Bryan as well. Um, ever since Daniel Bryan, of course, made his in debut, people have been wanting to see Miz, but of course, we've been getting big casts as of late. Daniel Bryan's big match with big casts coming up the money bag, and they discuss on, of course, backstage in WWE with Brad Shepard. Shout out to Brad Shepard. Went into some detail about a match between Miz and Daniel Bryan that could be very well in the pipeline eventually. Quote, I don't know if it's going to be for the belt, but it does seem to be the few they're going to build towards the SummerSlam time frame. Although Daniel Bryan losing the big cast in the bank may not make much sense for to some fans, it looks like if the 50-50 booking is any clue of things, that is what is going to happen. But it all could work out for Daniel Bryan if he has The Miz and SummerSlam to look forward to. After all, they've been working this way for the rivalry for a long time, ever since Daniel Bryan was cleared for return. I think that's obviously making them, that, that, that just makes the most sense. That's just a natural fit to put those two together. I'm telling you, that matchup is going to be money. That's why I'm okay to like forgive 
the Daniel Bryan big cast stuff. I'm like, okay, I can get through this. I can power through this. I can do this if we get Miz at, at SummerSlam. I'm, I'm fine. If we just if we just barrel through this and get through this and get the crappy promo and the stupid height thing, we'll get to uh, we'll get to Miz. We'll get there. We will freaking get there. We'll get there. So, you know, I've said this before. I've been very critical about the big cast, uh, Daniel Bryan rivalry. Again, Money in the Bank predictions. We'll talk more about that. Um, but just, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like we're, we're, we'll bite the bullet, get through that, and just make our way to the Miz. So kudos to that one. Now, another interesting, I know I'm kind of jumping around a little bit here. My notes are horrible this week. Again, this week has been just kind of absolutely crazy. But apparently, WWE is not too thrilled with uh, Ring of Honor or New Japan. Of course, we did talk a little bit about this on last week's episode about uh, Madison Square Garden not happy with WWE. We did talk a little bit about the Madison Square Garden, of course, is the mecca for WWE, but they haven't really been utilizing them a whole lot lately, and they're also really pissed or at least um, upset that WWE, when it comes to WrestleMania 35 plans, that Madison Square Garden was presumably left out in the cold. Of course, all the events taking place, for the most part, at the Barclays Center, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 5, presumably, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, ta- uh, you know, uh, not NXT taping, NXT TakeOver, Hall of Fame ceremony, everything else, pretty much centered around the Barclays Center, with, of course, the MetLife Stadium being the host and home for WrestleMania 35. Uh, but the Madison Square Garden, nothing is set in stone, which may have Madison Square Garden looking elsewhere for other companies. Apparently, AAA is looking to have a show in the Madison Square Garden, and apparently, so is Ring of Honor, uh, which, of course, has landed WWE in some uh, you know troubling times and kind of getting a little frustrated. But that's not the only company they're also a little unhappy with. According to the latest and talking about a PW Insider Elite Audio of course, uh, they were asked if WWE is pissed off at New Japan for putting on shows in North America. John explained how WWE is upset if any independent show draws a thousand people, and WWE may try to counter-program New Japan if they continue to run more shows in the United States. Quote, WWE is pissed when an independent draws 1,000. They want to have the whole pie. They're a competitive company. They want what's best for them, and what's best for them is be- people spending money on them. I do believe that they will try to counter the program, especially in New Japan, actually takes off beyond just a show or two a year. I mean, it's no secret that New Japan has been, and very wisely, I will say this, slowly domesticating themselves. Obviously, with the introduction of these G1 specials in the, in the West Coast, uh, the popularity of Wrestle Kingdom and these other New Japan major pay-per-views, the introduction of the IWGP United States Championship, and the popularization of you know guys like Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, who we talked about last week, winning their major championships. It's a slow but steady process, but I think that New Japan is doing a beautiful job of slowly domesticating themselves. And it's only a matter of time before I think they hit up here in the East Coast side. I think they're they're slowly doing the West and kind of like seeping through and seeping in, but eventually they will find their way uh, to the East Coast. At least I'm certainly hoping so. And, you know, that's kind of one of my hopes and one of my goals. I, I mentioned it before at the beginning with Dominion that I do want to review more New Japan stuff. I do want to look into more New Japan stuff. I think New Japan, I could review the shows every once in a while um, because I think that the popularity is coming and I think it's 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 time to start talking about those again. And I had a blast doing Wrestle Kingdom. I loved Dominion. I thought those were, good, those were great shows. I think that New Japan's wise and, again, slowly but surely, um, and I think that with their popularity of being the next alternative, it could be a very realistic possibility. And, man, it's going to make things very interesting for WWE in the future in terms of how they're going to play out and how they're going to counter this. You know, we've seen them run 
uh, you know, NXT takeovers opposite of ROH's shows and make people split and choose the audience. I don't know how they're going to counter New Japan. I think it's going to be very interesting. I think, but ultimately, the biggest thing they could do to hurt New Japan, which they've done in the past, is sign talent away. Last time was when they took, of course, the club and AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. This time, it might be, well, I don't know, maybe Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks? Hmm. Food for thought on that one. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see on that one. <laughs> now, um, speaking of... Uh, Speaking of, you know, WB trying to pull things out and, and try to do things, there was something that they did talk about in terms of a major announcement. And then this is kind of piggybacking off what we just talked about in this aspect. But um, WB is trying to scoop up talent anywhere they can. We talked about Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks possibly scooped up. And now there might be even more because it looks like there is a potential huge announcement for another major show, another major wrestling program coming to WWE Network. Of course, we're talking about the United Kingdom Championship show. Now, we know that the UK Championship Tournament will be taking place, uh, I believe it's next week. I believe they're t taping a majority of the show uh, next week and it'll be aired on the WWE Network, I believe the last Monday and Tuesday of June. And of course, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but... Uh, WB also did announce a UK um, general manager. They did announce all these different things for the UK championship division. And I think that with the major announcements looming from WWE, this announcement will be the final announcement of a UK weekly or bi-weekly or whatever it is show on the network. Uh, this has been something that's been talked about since the tournament last year when they crowned the inaugural champion Tyler Bate. And something that the Triple H has been working on as a pet project for quite some time. It's great. I'm pumped and excited for it. It's another platform for guys to get over and a new opportunity for me to learn about new wrestlers I've never heard about before. So there's that too. So a lot of cool aspects about that. I think that um, uh, WWE is just being a massive hiring wave, especially with this $1 billion Fox deal coming out the gate. You know what I mean? Like coming right off the heels of that. So I think they have the opportunity to scoop up a ton of talent. Um, I can't wait to see the tournament. I hope it's very, it sounds like it's gonna be a fucking blast. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well. So uh, expect that announcement coming out from the UK side very, very, very soon. And speaking of like projects that N the Triple H is involved in, NXT, very fun, little interesting note. Uh, Mike Kanellis says that he is open to working NXT again. Uh, a fan tweeted him and asked him a question, quote, followed your career for a long while. I'm pumped to see you debut. Given the abundance of talent on SmackDown, do you think you'd be better switching brands to NXT? Uh, I think you have a great stage to define yourself with the WWE audience, great views with EC3, Aleister Black, and more. He responds, quote, I'd love to go to NXT. I just want to work and wrestle. Of course, we, uh, Mike Kanellis was drafted over to Raw during the Superstar Shakeup last month. We haven't really seen a whole lot of uh, Mr. Love over on Monday nights. So yeah, screw it. If you're not going to utilize him, fucking send him over to NXT. I'm all in favor of that for sure. So uh, shout out to Mike Kanellis. Of course, another New England favorite that I got root and cheer for. Damn it. Gotta love him. And finally, let's talk about this absurd, this, this crazy rumor about James Ellsworth. Now, I can't say crazy because there's a chance this shit could come true, folks. Uh, this was kind of talked about in terms of recent discussions about James Ellsworth was contacted by WWE to do a spot at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Now, originally that spread like wildfire almost out of nowhere, and I didn't really talk much about it because it just seemed like speculation. And then... We were hit with the uh, cold, hard fact that James Ellsworth is already booked, or at least he was already booked. Ellsworth was set to defend the Intergender Championship in China, of all places, but apparently as of this past week, he has been pulled and canceled from that show. So could we see the chinless wonder show up 
in Money in the Bank or at Money in the Bank or some way, shape, or form could very well be. I'm not sure what impact he would have um, on the on the show. I mean, he'll obviously interfere in something, but I don't think he's going to come back full time. I think it's just more just a one off, realistic. I think it's just a one like one shot deal, and he would come back to maybe. I'd assume assist Carmella. I don't think he's coming back for a long-term run, but hey, you never quite know. I, I always like James Ellsworth, to be honest with you. I think he was a great character, and I think he did good for, you know, he, I think he did a great job for what he, they utilized him for. So pfft, I'm not against it. it. Just It's more head-scratching from a creative standpoint. It's like, well, what the hell, what the hell can you really do with him? Kind of do, you know what I mean? Like That's really kind of where I boiled down to that one. But we'll have to see this Sunday at Money in the Bank and see if James Ellsworth, the chinless one, if he shows up and has some fun. With that being said, guys, that's going to wrap things up on this very brief edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. I know it's not the full, longer version you guys like, but we'll come back at you next week live with more stuff, I'm sure, with Money in the Bank Fallout, heading into Extreme Rules, heading into SummerSlam, the next major big four pay-per-view that we got coming around the corner. Of course, guys, make sure you come back to youtube.com slash okfaber Saturday night and Sunday night following NXT TakeOver Chicago and also following Money in the Bank. We will be doing live reviews right here on the YouTube channel, so make sure you guys come back for that shout out to my friends over at pwp nation for hosting the random wrestling podcast go give them some love and go check it out of course you can download this on all the major audio formats podbean itunes stitcher radio google play music check us out on teespring for all the merch patreon for all your perks all links as always are in the description box below thank you guys for tuning in we'll see you tomorrow or whenever for nxt takeover chicago we'll see you guys for money in the bank and we'll see you guys next time take it easy